Well, um, turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. We're on a series called Crazy Faith, and I've been really excited about this series and, um, and what God is doing. I've had a lot of, heard a lot of testimonies about things God is doing in people's lives, that one of the things that I've, I've been hearing, and this is a good thing, um, is that people are believing again. They're, they're believing in the Lord. They're, you know, they've been hurt. They've been pressures have come against them, and they, they've kind of been, you know, the, what the enemy wants to do. He wants us not only to stop believing for, for the thing we're believing God for, but actually stop believing in him, believing in Jesus. And so the enemy's trying to pull us away from that, and it's so easy when you get this, just depressed and get in, in this fight that's going on. But we're doing all to stand, and we're going to stand. And what's happening is, even in this series of faith, it's, it's increasing people's faith. It's increasing people's trust to start believing again and believing God and step back out in faith again. And so if you're here today, just listen today. God has something for you. If you've been into that part where you've kind of been kind of going away from that and getting away from the, even the Lord and, and not believing and, and because you haven't seen what you, you know, you've been praying for, you haven't, uh, you haven't gotten what you've been receiving and just the attack of the enemy's been coming, don't stop believing amen don't stop keep on and watch God move in your life so today I'm going to talk about I'm going to give you eight points today and I'm going to talk about what do we do from the time we start to pray to the time we receive it in the physical now we receive it spiritually we believe by faith faith is now but but from the physical part, where we what we're praying for until we believe, I'm going to talk about this waiting time that a lot of times we have, because you know last week we talked about some things that we're believing as a church, some of the dreams we have, where where we have dreams to uh, to uh, buy the gas station, we have dreams to um, build a new children's ministry center, we have dreams of of uh, of of redoing some things around this building, changing the link into a gym and. We have dreams of, 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 of even planting other churches, and, and we have dreams of, you know, we, we're needing to go to that next level financially and everything, up to 15000 a week. And, and so that's one of the things we want to pray for. So what are we doing by the t- time we start to pray for those things and in this waiting time? Because I think a lot of times we don't understand this um, waiting time that we're in and what to do, and, and that's where we lose hope at. And a lot of people quit right before their miracle. A lot of people stop before they get what God has for them. And, um, um, and they say, well, it's been years. It's been years. And I understand that. But we don't quit. We don't stop. Um, God has something for us. And so um, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 13, is the chapter of faith. And it says here, all these people were still living by faith when they died. I love that. I want that to be said about me, that I did not give up, that I did not stop believing, that I believe in the Lord and what he's told me, that I am a man of faith in the living, and when I died, I was a man of faith. And I want that to be on my headstone. I want that to be told about me, that I did not stop believing the Lord. If I'm going to die, I'm going to die in faith in Jesus, amen, and believing him and what he has for me. And so they, all these people were still living by faith when they died, and they did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on this earth. And some of the stuff that I know I'm believing for, it may not be for my lifetime. 
It may be for the next generation, and I'm believing, and we need to believe for the next generation, amen? We need to believe God for the church of the future, and I'm believing God for that. And I'm going to, whoever takes over for me, the next generation that takes over for me is going to be set better than what I had it. They're going to they're be able to be propelled into what God has for them, amen? So what do we do during this waiting time? These people, these Abraham, and he didn't see the father of many nations when he was alive, but he believed it. He saw his son and he believed it. And maybe God has something that you've been believing him for. You know, one of the things I found out in life is that it's easier to find the will of God than than the timing of God. I can understand the will of God, but the timing of God, because listen, this is what I want. I want it now. And sometimes, man, I've, I've, I've received and I pray for things and they didn't come till later and I'm, I'm asking the Lord and I'm looking at it and, and they came and finally came. And I'm thinking, thank you, good Lord. He was never late. It was right time and it was better than what I thought it was going to be and I'm glad it didn't come when, it, when I wanted it. I'm glad it came now. I'm glad when it came now because that's what... He, he knows everything. That's what we want. We want his will and everything. So I'm going to give you eight points that you can be doing right now from the time you prayed. Because I know some of you are starting to believe again. Some of you are believing for things right now. So what do I do in the waiting time? Number one, you've got to know who you are in Christ. Because Jesus is the prize. My dream is not the prize. What I'm praying for is not the prize. He is everything, just like what we said today, what we worship like today. He is everything. Jesus is all I need. And you know what? In order to continue, in order to stay, stay constant, consistent in your faith, you've got to know that Jesus is the prize. Jesus is all I need. I don't need anything anything else. Even though I'm praying, I'm believing God because I want to step out in faith. I want to believe what he's told me. I want to believe his will for my life. But he is all I need. And if you know who you are in Christ Jesus, that I'm a son of God and that he loves me and he cares for me and he wants what I want, I want what he wants, it's going to happen. This dream I have, this things that, that I'm praying for, I'm believing God for, is all going through Jesus. I'm looking at him. We've got to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in Jan- Daniel chapter 3. That they say, God, no matter what, when they're being thrown in the fiery furnace, whether you save us or not, we're not going to bow down to these idols. God, whether whatever happens in my life, you are everything. You're my king. There's a point in one of the songs we sang, and I can't can't remember which song it was. I'm sorry for what I've made it. It's all about you. Why do we do what we do? Why do we pray what we pray? Is it to get something from the Lord, or is it just about Jesus? You've got to make it about Jesus. You've got to know who you are in Christ Jesus, that he has to become everything. Because when you know who you are in Christ Jesus, you know he's your provider. You know he's your healer. You know he's your God. 
And he's got control of your life. And you can run with that. So number one, you've got to, when you start to pray, yeah, God's telling you to pray and believe God about this thing, but it's all about him. Right? It's all about his glory. God, you want, I'm praying, God, to, 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 for financial blessing, but it's not for me. It's for his glory. I'm praying, God, for healing. It's not for me. It's for his glory. God, I am satisfied with you. All I need with you. I, I, can, I can live the rest of my life with you. All I need with you is you. And that's what we need to have in our heart. Because if you start this process of believing God without that being the first thing, and you don't get what you want in the timing that you want, you're going to be discouraged, and the enemy's going to get you, and you're going to go away from the Lord. It's all about him. Amen? It's all about Jesus. So, Jesus, I make it all about you. I'm about you. I know who I am in you, Christ Jesus. I lack nothing because the Lord is my shepherd. He's all that I want. He's all that I desire. Number two, don't create a doctrine based off your experience. So when you're walking this faith walk, how many guys are believing in God for something? Just raise your hand. You can believe for salvation, something in your life. Hopefully you are. You should be believing God for something because God's not silent. He's talking and he's trying to move you to a next level. He's trying to do something in you and through you. So we all should be believing God for something. But don't create a doctrine based off your experience. And I see this a lot of times that we create, well, it must not be God's will. Well, then why were you praying it? Because faith is where the will of God is known, right? So if it's in the word of God... It's God's will for your life. Well, I just haven't received it yet, so it must not be. No, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says this is God's will for my life. I'm believing God for healing. I've been believing God for healing for 10 years. Over 10 years. It's God's will for me to be healed. I know it now. I accept it now. In fact, I'm going to be honest with you. I've never dreamt a dream where I was walking with canes. Not one time. And I'm not lying to you. I, in my dreams, I'm walking, running, kicking a ball, kicking somebody else. I don't know, but I'm doing something. I, I don't need cane. I don't need anything else. I have never, you know why? Because I've settled in my heart that's God's will. I've settled in my heart that I am healed. It's not based on what I experience. And so when people come up to me, say, what's wrong with you? I'm looking at them. What's wrong with you? You know? Because I'm healed. I don't base my doctrine off my experience. I base my doctrine off the word of God. And this is where people get flaky. This is where people get weird. This is where people get off. Is because you're not seeing it yet. No, you believe it and you act as if it was here. So don't create a doctrine. And that's what we tend to do. Is, is to bring the word of God down to what we experience. But that's not what. We need to start bringing our experience up to the word of God. Amen. Right? Because that's the final authority. That's the main authority. So I bring my experience up to him. I walk around and say I'm healed all the time. I get up every morning and I'm healed. And I start to walk. And if I start to, to, to wobble a little bit, I'll grab onto my canes. But, but I, I believe God every day. I believe God, it's God, God's will to bless me financially. That's not a dirty word. Now we've made it wrong in our society because we've gotten... Selfish, right? 
We've gotten uh, uh, all about me. And we've made God into uh, um, a dispensary where we, God would just go to you and get whatever we want. No. Prosperity is a pur- has a purpose and it's for the kingdom of God. It comes to you and God blesses you because he's your dad. How many of you guys want to bless your kids? And we don't want to spoil our kids, right? Some of you do. That's the grandparents' job, okay? Right? Grandparents? Amen. I'm, I'm waiting to be that. Where's Julia and John? I'm waiting for that to happen. I've got a dog. I spo- I've got a grand dog. I spoil the grand dog. But God wants to bless his kids. Jesus said that. How much more does your earthly father want to give you gifts? How much more does your heavenly father want to do that? God wants to bless you. It's okay to be blessed. It's not okay to be selfish. Now, the world has that. And there are a lot of blessed people in the area of finances. But God wants to bless you in every single area. But when he blesses you in finances, it's because you've been faithful in the little. That he's, you've been faithful in that. And so he wants to bless you, but it's for a purpose. So a lot of people can create doctrines. Well, God must want to keep me poor. And no, 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 no. Some people said to me, you know, Sean, I, 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 I don't need any more. I have enough. No, you don't. That's selfishness. Because God wants you to give more to others. Right? You've got to get this mindset changed. Oh, I have enough just for myself. That is selfishness. I don't need to make more money. No, maybe you do. And so we start creating doctrines based on our experiences. And maybe we're doing okay, but there may be other people that you need to help. There may be other other places that you need to go to. Maybe you need to send other people to other places in, in this world. Right? Amen? So don't limit God and don't base a doctrine off your experiences. Get into the word of God and say, yeah, no, this is God. You're my provider. What do I need to do to do that? You're, you're my joy, God. You're everything. I'm all about you. I, in fact, we, we, all, we talk about these percentages in the Bible. The only percentages I see in the Bible about, about us is 100%. It is owned by God. I have died. I no longer live, but it's Christ who lives in me. Every penny in my checkbook is God's. Amen? And apparently he puts my wife over it. But anyway, every, every penny, everything that I own is the Lord's. I'm, my, my time, my resources is God's. I don't own it. So when the Holy Spirit says, give that person money, guess what I do? Give that person money. When the Lord tells me to, to, to go, I go. When he tells me to do, I do. Why? Because he owns me. That's the doctrine. We don't create doctrine off our experience. We create doctrine off the word of God. Amen? That's a whole other series in and of itself. Number three, you need to start celebrating your steps no matter how small they are. My son, he goes to a, a, a college, it's a Christian college, and, and they have like on Wednesday nights, he has to go to these um, uh, small group meetings, and his, his small group leader just said something to him.
particular group that I, I'm going to share. I didn't, I didn't create this. I, 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 in fact, I don't even know the small group leader's name. Do you remember who he is? Because um, I give credit to it, but this is really good. And if, can I say it? If I don't say it right, you'll correct me. Okay. She has no problem in that. Anyway, <laughs> she's probably saying, I hope he says it wrong. <laughs> no. Can you come up here and do it? I'm going to screw it up. <laughs> but this is so good about celebrating some things. I think we, we, we lose sight of this. And we get so, we look that of what we don't have and we forget about what we do have. He was talking about the hunger level um, and our Thanksgiving level. And how often our hunger and our desires and our wants and even just even hunger for the Lord, you know, but just our hunger can be so high up here, but then our thankful level is way right here. And as long as they're off balance like that, it only produces frustration. Isn't that true? And so when, so he was just encouraging everyone to just, this thankful level needs to be right up here so that we can be constantly um, fulfilled, but always wanting more and be able to give more. Amen. Thank you. Give my wife a hand. Amen. So our thanksgiving needs to be up here as, long, as much as our hunger for the thing we're wanting and desiring. I have to have, I understand that. I'm wanting healing, but my thanksgiving is like here. And I'm, there's a frustration. But when I raise my level of praise and worship, my, my thanksgiving, thank you, God. I got out of bed this morning. Thank you, God. I took the step. Thank you, God. I don't have to... Just, you know, you know, have my wife drive me everywhere anymore. Thank you, Jesus. And, uh, you know, I thank you, God, that I, I have, I mean, your thanksgiving needs to be, you need to celebrate every step, no matter how small. Don't look at the end only, but give the Lord praise. Praise him when nothing's happening. That's faith. Praise him when there's a little bit of movement. Praise him when, when you, you get a little bit of the answer. You continually be in thanksgiving. Amen. And that's going to get you moving because faith is believing that you have received already. Amen. Not when you receive it physically. It's believing now. And so, so get, get that. Start celebrating each step. And number four, you need to have joy in the journey. And this is how you have joy, by celebrating. Psalm 1611 says, you make known to me the path of life and you will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand so when you're in that place of thanksgiving and that that place of praise all the time you're going to be entering into the presence of god and there's going to be joy that's why that's why the, the word says that you can have joy when there's trouble times or you can have joy in in, in, in trials and tribulations. How can you have joy when things aren't going right? Because it doesn't make sense. Remember, don't create a doctrine off your experience. Create a doctrine of what the Word of God says. And the Word of God says, I can have joy when there's storms going on around me. I can have joy when things people are throwing things at me. I can have joy in those times. Why? Because He's my prize. 
And he is leading me to a place that's going to be better than the place that I'm in. He is bringing me to a place where I'm going to receive all that he has for me. I'm just walking through the valley of the shadow of death. That's why I can fear no evil. Why? Because I can have joy because God is with me. He's my king. He's my Lord. He's my everything. No matter what you say about me, no matter what you do to me, my God is my king and I'm going to have my day with him. Amen? Amen. Scripture promises hope that's going to outlast a trial. I have nothing to fear. So you need to have joy. You need to go after joy. And sometimes when you feel like, and listen, I've been there just weeping. God, oh my goodness. Sometimes you got to make yourself laugh at the situation. You just need to make yourself laugh. Just laugh at it. Make fun of it. Amen? I'm not saying putting people down and putting things down. Make fun of it just by, hey, listen, it may be going wrong right now, but his mercies are new tomorrow. Joy comes when? In the morning. Amen? I have nothing to fear. Nothing to fear. So have joy in this journey that we're on. Number five, serve. Serve. Give of your time. Get out there. Lisa and I were going through something, and I I can't exactly remember what it was, but we just felt like, well, we can either stay here at home and be depressed, or we can go to the hospital and pray for people to be healed. So we got up, heard somebody was in the hospital, someone who doesn't go to church here, we know them, and uh, it doesn't look good. And so we go in, and we just said, we're just believing God. So we go in, we lay hands on them, they completely got healed. You know, I know it was for them, and that's good, but you know what it did to me? (laughs) There's something about that. Not saying that you always have to do what we just did to go to the hospital, but but you need to serve. You need to go, go help your neighbor. If something's going wrong, go, go, go bless your neighbor. Go bless someone. Serve somebody. Give of your time. Don't just wait until you, you, everything is okay. But just get out there and do something for the Lord. Lord, I, I'm not going to just stay here and just down in the dumps. Show me someone I can go serve. I'm going to go mow someone's yard. I'm going to rake somebody's leaves. I'm going to go help somebody. I'm going to go pray for somebody. I'm going to serve in the children's ministry. I'm going to serve in the youth ministry. I'm going to serve as an usher. I'm going to greet people and have a smile on my face. Even though it's hard inside, I'm going to be a greeter because I'm going to serve somebody today. That's going to create that joy And that's going to create that momentum. And when you serve, you're doing this by faith, God. The devil doesn't have me. The devil doesn't own me. This thing doesn't own me because you are still my prize. And I still am going to worship you. And I'm going to serve you with all my heart. Amen? Serve. Number six, don't stop. Keep moving forward. Keeping your eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith. When you're praying and believing and you're in this waiting time, don't stop. When you know you're in Christ and you're in his presence and it's all about him, you're having joy in the journey, 
He is all you need. You're in this spot that's going to propel you to keep on moving forward. And this is what happens to people, is we stop. Some of you have stopped. I, I know, I've done it before too. You stopped. You stopped believing. You stopped getting out there again. You stopped doing that. Listen, God's not done with you. The enemy has come around you and has put all this stuff on you. And I'm sorry, it's an attack of the enemy. But he is not done with you. Get back up. I'm telling you, get back up. Start moving again. Start believing him again. Start writing things down. Getting vision again. Where there's no vision, people perish. And the enemy knows that. Start working towards those things again. It is not too late. Well, I failed already. It's not too late to begin again. It's not too late to go out. He is not done with you. Get up. I think that's a prophetic word today. Get up. Turn to your neighbor and say, get up. Come on, keep moving. Keep going. Keep believing. Keep going after the things of God. Keep going after what God has put in your heart. There's a dream that needs to be resurrected today in your life. And guess what? You're the only one that can do it. Because God's power is here. And you just need to step on and step through. Come on, he's just saying step over that line. You're the one who put that line there. God, I'm not going any further. We've all been there. I'm done. I'm tired. And listen, I know what it means to be tired. I know what it means to have disappointment. But you need to take with that line that you've, you've put out and say, God, I'm not going past that any longer. You need to repent. Say, God, I'm sorry. And jump over that line. Just kick dirt on it. Stomp on it because that line has stopped you from moving forward to receiving for the things of God. God has something for you today. Get up. Keep moving forward. Don't stop. Number seven, keep giving and sowing seeds. One of the things Lisa and I do, especially in the area of our finances, is if we're low on money, how many guys know no new bills, no new, uh, you have the same pay, nothing's changed, but somehow there's, it's like, where's the money go? How many's ever been there? You've been there, it's like, what the heck happened, you know? If you got a teenage boy, maybe that's what happened. You know, the food goes pretty quick. But one time, when those things type things happen, or when bills, car bills, you know, you know, the car breaks down and stuff. Lisa and I decide, well, it's time to give more. And God has never once left left us, let us down. We give, we give quite a bit. Because we, we just learned something. What you sow, you will reap what you sow. That's a biblical principle. Biblical principle. We don't stop our giving. Our church will not stop our giving. 
we'll continue to give and give and give. We may have to stop other things, but we would always be a giver to missions, to the hurting, to the poor. We will always be a giver. We will not stop it because we've learned something. You reap what you sow. So you be generous, be faithful, give. Just like I talked about, serve. That's part of giving too. That's part of giving of your time. So what do you need to sow today? Maybe you need to sow finances today. You need to sow. Just start sowing. Give to the kingdom of God. Watch God do something great in your life. Speak the word. Engage the Holy Spirit when you do it. Be consistent with it. Consistency is a key in your sowing, by the way. Consistency. Not just once in a while. You know, a lot of people, when they give, they give out of... um, what's left over. But God calls us to give first out of the abundance, not what's left over. So learn to do that. Learn to give first. God, I put you first in everything. I put you first in my time. I put you first in my finances. I put you first and, I, and I'm sowing these seeds because you told me to. And then you start seeing that blessing just roll in. Be consistent in that. Be consistent in your seeds. Because that, where your treasure is, your heart's going to be. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be. And that's the way we keep out of selfishness and we keep stop looking inward during this time of waiting. And when we give, guess where we're looking at? To the kingdom to the king, right? And he's our focus. He's our treasure. And that's where we want to focus on. And number eight, pray. Continue to pray. Now Jesus gives us understanding in this. Turn to Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Mark eleven twenty-four. He gives us an understanding on how to pray during these times. And let me read this. It says, therefore I say to you, Whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And whatever you, you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive them, that your Father in heaven may also forgive your, you and your trespasses. Okay, so Jesus really gives us four points here. Real quickly, I want to give you four points how you pray during this time of wait. Number one, you desire and you ask. When you pray. Desire is a starting point. The word desire means to ask, to crave, to call for, to require. So we got something from God when we have this heartfelt desire that God, the Holy Spirit's put in and you're praying for it. You desire. That's that desire. Psalm 37, 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord. That means He's my prize. He's my everything. That's what we're doing in all these steps. We're delighting ourselves in God. We're, we're, we're worshiping him. It's all about him. It's not about me. It's all about him and what he desires in my life. I delight myself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. That's a promise from the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. So our desires are his. Psalms 107.9 says he satisfies the longing souls and fills the hungry soul with goodness. 1 John 3.22 says, and whatever you ask, 
desire we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. So that means no matter what, no matter what's going on, I'm going to always do what's right. I'm going to always do the word of God, no matter what's going on. I'm going to pray that. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to ask and desire because that's, he, he desires to do this, these things for you. 1 John 5, 14 says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. So we ask. So you ask, you desire. That's a desire that's put into your heart. In fact, you should never pray anything unless it's not coming, if it's not coming from your heart. If it's not coming from your spirit, man. So it's coming in from here because that's where you know it. You know the will of God. I don't, I don't pray anything unless I find it in the word of God. I don't pray anything flippantly. I pray the word of God because I, it's something that rises up in me when I speak the word of God. Faith comes by what? Hearing what? The word of God. So I, I pray. That's, what, that's how I pray. I pray those things. I don't want to pray amiss. I don't want to pray my own will. I want to pray the will of God. Right? So you pray, you desire, you ask. Number two, believe when you pray. Yes. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things, Mark chapter 9, verse 23, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said, Lord, with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. I mean, we, we could all pray that, right? But believe. The word believe here means to think, to be true, to be persuaded of. I'm persuaded. I believe. So, so because I went to the word and that word brought faith into my spirit, I, I could ask. But not, not only could I ask, I know that it's his will for me. So I'm not praying if it's your will. I'm praying your will, right? I'm not praying against his will. I'm not praying hopefully it's his will. I see it in the word of God and I pray his will. I'm not praying Sean's will. I'm not praying somebody else's will. I'm praying God's will because I have the word to back it up. And that word provided faith in me. And guess what I can do now? I can believe it. I receive it by faith. I receive his will. It's a conviction inside of me. True belief in God will often be exhibited by continually going back in to the prayer time in worship and thanksgiving. God, I thank you that my prayer is answered because it's your will. And God loves it when you tell him about his will, when you obey the word of God and listen to it, and then you can believe. Amen? So you find it in the word, and I go back to him over and over and over again because I can do what Jesus said in Matthew 7, 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find, and the door will be opened. And knock, and the door will be opened. Amen? And then number three, you receive when you pray. Luke chapter 18, verse 42 says this, Then Jesus said to him, Receive your sight, your faith has saved you. Receive means to take the hand. Right? Remember Peter sinking in the water. After he got his eyes off Jesus, got his eyes on the, on the waves. Take my hand. 
Sorry, I just got a picture from the Lord. God is not ashamed of you. He's not angry at you. You might have fallen into that place of, I don't believe anymore. And God's saying, here, take my hand. I'll help your unbelief. He's right there right now. Take my hand and believe. Receive it. Receive when you believe. Take my hand, lay hold of it. I receive it, God, right now in Jesus' name. I receive for my finances. I receive my healing. I receive uh, the blessing that you want. I receive what you've called me to do. God, I receive those things right now. Because faith, Hebrews 11, 1, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I receive it by faith in Jesus' name. And then the fourth thing he just puts in there, because God's all about relationships, right? Forgive when you pray. Some of the things <laughs> that can um, stop you from receiving, it's not the only thing, but it's, it's really one of the main things that Jesus puts down, is unforgiveness. I remember Pastor Allen, I got sick and he wanted to come pray for me. He came to my house and he looked at me in the eyes. Do you have any unforgiveness? <laughs> it was so true. I mean, that's, that is it. Is there any unforgiveness in your life? Matthew 6, 9 says, In this manner, therefore pray. And it goes on, Forgive us our debts as we forget our debtors. We must always keep in mind the importance of asking the Father to not only forgive us of our sins, but also for us to forgive those who have sinned against us. Maybe there's some unforgiveness in your life that's stopping that flow. Forgive. Reach out and grab that hand and receive. Believe. Get into the word and pray. Watch God move in this. Amen. Watch God move. So where are you in these things you have been believing God for? may have given up because you're not seeing what you prayed for and being discouraged. I, I had that vision of God reaching down. He says, grab my hand today. Some of you just need to grab his hand. Just grab it. Don't be afraid. Grab his hand because make Jesus everything. Make him our prize. Follow these eight steps, but make him your prize today. Give the Lord praise right now. Let's bow our heads. Let's just pray that right now. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you're not mad at us. You're not angry with us. I know you're looking down and says, just take my hand. So right now, just with your eyes closed, just see yourself taking the hand of the Lord right now, allowing Him to pull you back up to walk on water again. Just see that right now. Just grab it. Lord, I grab your hand. God, help me. 
Help me believe again. Help me step out. And even in this waiting period that God is, it's really not about you blessing me. It's not about you providing for that dream. But God, I, I want you to be the prize. You're all that I need, all that I want. And I worship you and I just give you everything, God, right now. Just do that right now. Just give him everything. Just give him your dreams. Give him your your prayers. Give him everything. He is Lord. He is King. He is everything. God, we give it to you and we make you Jesus our prize right now. And we thank you. And we'll pray and we'll believe for the things you have us to pray for and believe for. But nothing's going to move us because you're everything. And we receive you right now. We receive everything. In fact, if you're here today, if you're watching online this morning, and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, do that. Give Him your life right now. Just give it to Him. He's, he's done it all for you. He's given His life for you. So we wouldn't have to worry. We wouldn't have to be in, worry about anything. We can be forgiven. We can have a relationship with God. It's just He's reaching His hand to you. Just come on. Give me your hand today. Let me change your life today. So, Father, right now, for those who don't know you, God, right now, I just pray, God, that they would give their life by saying this, Jesus, I repent of my sins. I give them to you, and I receive your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus is Lord and that he rose again. And from this day forward, I will follow you. I pray that they pray that right now in Jesus' name. Give your life to him. So, Father, I bless them right now. And I pray for everyone in here, no matter where they are in believing, that, Father God, they would take your hand and rise up to that next level. No matter where they're at, God, that you would increase faith. Help our unbelief, Lord. Increase our faith, God. Help us walk with you, God, in Jesus' name and believe, receive, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And if there's anything that we need to forgive, we'll forgive right now in the name of Jesus. We'll forgive those people, Lord. We release them right now in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father, for it. I thank you for answered prayers, God. And I pray, God, that we see that more and more in Jesus' name.